Hello everybody and welcome to the Elseworlds Exchange. I'm Sal and with me of course as always is Joel and our special guest today is Scott from NerdSync. Hello yeah. Scott, thank you for joining us today. Absolutely, thank you for having me. It's uh, a world's finest situation here. Worlds are colliding all over the place. That's, that's right. We got Batman, Superman, and I guess Aquaman. Given your comments on Twitter yes. right lately, oh, I will take it. Absolutely. Do you want to? Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Do you want to like plug your 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 plans for an Aquaman podcast? I, I mean, it's very early stages <laughs> to the point where it's. I literally just said, "Wouldn't it be neat if?" Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, no. I I was th I was talking with a friend of mine, and I thought, you know, I really want to do a very niche podcast where it's just I talk about Aquaman comics and Aquaman news every there's, week. <laughs> there's a lot of stuff to talk about. Aquaman has had a strange yeah. and interesting history. I wrote an article for someone else which hasn't been turned into a video yet on the history of Aquaman from the golden age to now and I'm like man he a lot of stuff happened to him. Yeah. He's been yeah. through a lot. He's been around for like forever. He's one of the he's one of the like lineage characters that's been around since it's the beginning. True. And, and they always try and reinvent him and give him interesting stuff to do. Like yeah. he probably undergoes more reinventions than just about any hero. Where it's like, okay, well now he'll have a hook hand. Well now the book will be a magic book and he'll have a water <laughs> yeah, hand. That's true. Oh man. I mean, I don't know which one of those. I I, I, I don't know if I like the magic side of Aquaman as mm. much as, I, as as much as a lot of people do. I mean. I'm, I'm glad, one thing I'm really glad about is with DC Rebirth, they're not, I was expecting them to go full Jason Momoa with his design. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> they did beforehand. Fans reject it and they're like, okay, oh, so yeah. Dan Abnett's back and we're going back to it what you like yeah, Nobody <laughs> wants, like, fake Conan, Aquaman and their I feel comics. so bad for Cullen Bunn because he is such a good writer on everything else, but they dealt him a terrible hand with that. <laughs> like, okay, make this thing that everyone will reject and rebel against. Make it work. Yeah. But, but yeah. you already gave me the Lobo people and <laughs> yeah, they're they're gonna come after me. These are bikers. They like 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 Lobo. What are you doing? Um, and Lobo is slowly just morphing back into old Lobo. I like in that Tom Taylor yeah. Batman Superman. So it's like, oh, boy band Lobo is just slowly turning into biker Lobo. You could just he's grown out his hair. He's jacked up a bit more. Yeah, that'd be funny if he's going through a phase. He got like I got dumped <laughs> and now I'm getting into metal, like. <laughs> But uh, next week it'll be New Wave Lobo. But we didn't come here to talk about Aquaman, although it is a subject we that we can we can apparently do an entire <laughs> yeah. show on. Uh, we are here to talk about Civil War, a a a, a upcomingly topical subject, uh, and the kind of thematic elements that come from both stories it's funny because civil war has is basically if you look at it really really cynically and objectively it's a cash grab it's a way to take all the superheroes and have them fight each other and make a whole bunch of money and have a reason for it exactly for but the reason yeah, yeah. is actually rather compelling especially if you look at like the yeah. 2005 civil war and i guess to a lesser extent the movie civil war that's coming out um where mm -hmm. we're talking about security versus privacy whether or not yeah. like what's the cost of freedom what's the cost of uh, and, of your of your considering that story was right there during the Bush administration, oh, and the fallout yeah, is that they killed uh, uh, Captain America oh at the height God. of the Bush administration. To the, point probably... where, to the point where Bush appears in like issue yeah, one or two of Civil War. Yeah, I, I think it's probably the most politicized comics had gotten for a very long time. Like I remember CNN covering the original Civil War and newspapers covering it. Yeah. Yeah, and it's really interesting because it's not, I mean, when it, when it comes to big events like that, it's not like they were fighting some sort of giant monster or no. the end of the universe. It was just, it was literally just about policy and, and idea, ideology. And fighting a real world issue. That yeah. was what the heroes exactly. were fighting that week. A question yeah. that we will all have to deal with. Well, it's also like, it, it's the concept of fighting an idea, which 
here in America is a concept that we've been dealing with, I'd say, since probably the 80s with the war on drugs and then later on, of course, the war on terror. These, like, wars on ideas. Like, wars on ghosts and war on obesity. Like, things you can't possibly win. literacy. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. You literally can't fight these wars and what do you do when you have costumed characters that all they do is fight and what do you do when they have to fight an idea? Well, they usually wind up punching each other. And characters who are symbols in and of themselves. Yeah, and what do they do when they actually take a stance? It's funny, like, the juggling of Captain America and his whole, like, ideology, ideologies. And, and to see which characters ended up on which teams, which I think is why this is a very divisive event as well. It's because it kind of casts politics and be like, oh, I love this character. Oh, but they don't agree with me politically, though. Yeah, and that's yeah I, I agree with that. I mean, I, I've, I'm not a particularly big fan of Iron Man in the comics, right. but... But I found myself siding with Iron Man in Civil War, like, and that's I know that's kind of an unpopular opinion because they do. He was basically the, the villain of that. Yeah, story. I know they paint him to be the villain, and that's I don't know. And, and yeah. that's a weakness of the story right there is that by the end, Iron Man and his group are just straight up the villains. I mean, they start off you know from an understandable place where it's like, hey, we want to avert tragedy, and we're going to give uh, you know Shield training and funding to new heroes and everything. And all you got to do, guys, is register with the government. Obviously, Iron Man being so rich and so stuck up his own ass, he doesn't realize. Uh, uh, guys like Spider-Man and Daredevil can't register with the government because if they do, Kingpin will kill their family. Well, it's funny right? because, like, I remember that whole thing, and there was... I remember it being a lot more complicated than that because in in, in the case of um, Iron Man kind of being like, oh, we gotta... you have to register. I remember... My real problem, my first problem, which then, of course, evolved into more problems with the whole Registration Act, was um, mandatory military service. Because yeah. that's the thing that really got me, where they're like, oh, no, 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 you, if you have powers, you have to join S.H.I.E.L.D. You have to, it's literally like, if you are, if you if you can bench press this amount of weight, you have to join the military. <laughs> we're and reinstating the draft is what we're doing. That's literally, yeah. but a superhuman draft. And can you imagine a Marvel Universe where they're like, well, like, Amadeus Cho hulk we're just gonna point you at afghanistan and just let you go just 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 like, deal with it just deal with all the problems over there just like, hulk out and deal with that it. was where i had a problem but it's funny because they did kind of demonize iron man it was hard to rationalize siding with iron man i not to attack I, scott your position no, 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 but, no. but I, that's totally fine i mean one of the things that i i try to argue is i'm not necessarily team iron man like i don't necessarily agree with a hundred percent of everything that he started right. with the best intentions yeah but by i the agree end, with went too exactly far. and that's exactly. the thing i agree with his initial intentions for me i also as i got older and as i started to like recognize the reality of superheroes i was like man Iron Man's right in as much as, like, there needs to be accountability. Mm -hmm. um, I liked the idea of Iron Man kind of being like, no, 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 like, you can't have a new warrior situation where, like, young children with powers, yeah. like, sign a deal with MTV and make a reality show we and they wind up killing people. Happening. Like, we, we yeah. need, you need to have training, you need to have accountability. Uh, but I also noticed it's funny because while I had a problem with, like, the military service thing... Iron Man had ulterior plans in place, which included yeah. like the initiative and the academy and being like, no, no, no. And also the, the secret identities like the Kingpin wouldn't necessarily kill Spider-Man or Daredevil's families if he doesn't know who they are. He has to break into right. a military like database. Yeah. But that stuff that happens all the time, though. Yeah. It's true. But I mean, this is this brings up a really interesting point that I feel gets um, 
it's kind of a misconception about the Civil War storyline. A lot of people think that the main thing was that every hero had to out themselves, give them, give out their secret identity right. to the public, which is not Spider-Man true. Spider-Man chose to do it, but yes, yeah. as a favor to Tony. Yeah, to there was it, like a show of good faith. His reasoning was kind of flimsy, and of course, as we know, like that was more editorial control. I think that Casada's yeah. like, wouldn't it be cool though if Spider-Man unmasked, and then we could do all these other things with it? And it's like. Yeah. Would he ever do that? And yeah. I, I want I want to know what the mic drop moment was before they decided to do that. What, what was Miller's plan before <laughs> they made it Spider-Man? By the way, iconic moment, inc- incredible story potential, Spider-Man outing himself, but like yeah. completely boneheaded in as much as that's not what this registration act is asking you to do. No, <laughs> right, right. It kind of uh, confused the issue, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's still something that people are, you know, arguing about today. Like, well, I don't, oh, don't. think superheroes should give up their secret identities to the public like, yeah. that's not what we're asking it's so funny that's... that when you look at the movies now none of those main avengers have it's secret true. identities no. it's so it's so not it's an so issue hard. and yet as we go into the civil war movie it's like well obviously you can't use this as the backbone of your issue because no one has secret no, identities it has to be all about like the main issue it has to be about like accountability which mm-hmm. which you really it's funny because if they've been doing it deliberately they've been playing the long game for a while where they've been like implying that civil war has been coming like even in shows like jessica jones daredevil Daredevil uh, or shield even in shield like a couple of seasons have been the the team uh colson's team has been kind of split down the middle in their opinions about people with powers and and, and accountability and i'm like people who are friends on everything else like fitz and simmons hugely disagree yeah on this issue and you're like yeah, neither one of you are wrong and it's funny when they do fight in the show i'm like huh this is the kind of stuff people fight civil wars about exactly yep. <laughs> oh my god no when when the when the jessica jones thing happened when the parents like attack her and they're like my parents were killed in the battle i'm like here it comes mm-hmm. <laughs> she's not gonna be in the movie that's too bad Aww. At least that's my guess. I, I kind of, I was hoping that the mic drop moment from Civil War the comic, Spider-Man outing himself, was going to be transferred to Daredevil so that we can then establish season three of Daredevil where he has his, he has his identity out because there's so many great stories of Daredevil. He's where been he living has... with an out identity for so long. They've only kind of put the genie back in the bottle now in Daredevil and they haven't explained how that happened. And they keep happened. doing it. Yeah. I feel so bad for these people because they're like, we have these really cool moments where he's always out as Daredevil and then we always fix it and make it un- and undo it just so they can I think just so they can have that moment again so they can get yeah. another bite of the apple of Daredevil being exposed and how ruined Murdoch Papers be. is so good that's why it's true yep. <laughs> but uh but yeah uh it's funny because I think that while the new Civil War is coming out the movie is going to be about accountability and the comic that of course I'm sure totally by accident is coming out around the same time uh, (laughs) is going to be unbelievably. So it's going to have a different theme. It's going to have a different idea about what, like what, what ideology we're attacking. And in that case, it's, it's about surveillance and about like, it's more minority report than it is. Yeah. Yeah. Very fitting in this age of WikiLeaks and Edward Snowden and NSAs and who's watching who, and you know, See, personally, I've always felt as someone who works on the internet, on the internet a lot. I just assume I'm being watched twenty four seven all the time, so I don't do anything I don't yeah. want to be caught doing. It, it's funny, uh, but before we even get on that subject, I just wanted to say, like, that's that's where we're headed. But is the issue of security versus privacy over yet? Like, couldn't we still be talking about that? Couldn't or is, I, don't I'm we still sure have we more be. to say on that subject? Must we jump off of that subject? 
yet because I think that with the world of like Edward Snowden and and, and what he's revealed and even like the mm. the the papers that have just been released uh, just the other day um, I can't remember what mm. the, they're the Panama Papers I think that's what they're called where they re- re- released a yeah. whole bunch of information about uh, where financials are being spent and who's involved um, we're we're seeing that like. Th- privacy is still being under attack like this isn't a thing where this is not a dead issue yet right right um yeah i mean it reminds me of um it's always sunny in philadelphia how i think it was charlie day was talking about how um like a couple seasons ago they did uh an episode about uh guns and and gun control or whatever and then they (laughs) are gonna do another one soon because they're like it's still an issue right so we gotta we're just gonna keep doing it south park is another perfect example of that they'll talk Mm -hmm. about an issue then seasons later they'll do another topic and oftentimes they'll reverse their position yeah yeah Mm -hmm. just because they got more information and i think that's that's like kind of really mature like i think it's cool that the movie didn't go well the comics did it i have to do something else like no 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 no. like this is an issue that it still exists it's it's just because it was kind of born Mm-hmm. About about fifteen years ago doesn't mean that it is it hasn't evolved and 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 become yeah I heavier. mean I I do think that there's there's starting to be like a like a generation gap in the idea of you know like online privacy and everything because mm-hmm. I feel like when people like like Joel what you were saying when you get online you just kind of expect that you're being watched nowadays yeah. so maybe yeah. it's not as big of a deal as someone like I remember way back in the day my parents would always tell me to never use my real name online yep. to you know <laughs> yeah. always try to hide everything uh-huh. and I did that for the longest time until I started a YouTube channel I was like ah, you know what? <laughs> my name, my uh, especially, especially as YouTubers I'm sure we have like a whole different view on this like I have a Twitter and an Instagram and you know I do daily updates on everything people people my fans basically spy on me all the time and know me better than other people <laughs> yeah. know well it's me. funny they don't they're not even spying you're voluntarily right. handing I, over I, personal I, I information. And said, "Hey, come on in." Well, it's funny. I remember, like, there. I, I watch a couple of Periscopes. I think we're all on Periscope and uh, <laughs> follow all of them. But uh, you can, if you don't turn off privacy, you are transmitting via Google Maps where you're periscoping from, and it's mm. live. So if you're periscoping in like a Starbucks somewhere, and it says it's at Starbucks, people can come to you and get you, and you don't even know you're volunteering that information. That's 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 hair-raising and terrifying, yeah, and like linking it back to the subject, I, I don't know what a costumed character could do about it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because it's a perfect example. Uh, our mutual buddy Rob, when you guys went out to WonderCon in LA, he basically periscoped the entire trip. I felt like I was with you guys that's true <laughs> and i think he solved the privacy issue but like before like you could just go to ho- rob's hotel room and get him like if- <laughs> oh boy, get him. yeah but uh it, it's funny because i i feel like that's that's more terrifying than it was when civil war was written mm-hmm. and we're already moving away from it Imagine going back in time and explaining Periscope to someone. You're going to walk around with a little device that streams to everywhere in the world, and if you don't turn off the privacy settings, people will know where you are, and you'll let it happen. You'll want to do it. Well, look at the Facebook uh, privacy settings on your phone. Not necessarily even Facebook like on desktop, but just the one on your phone, which I've uninstalled, by the way, because I just couldn't handle it anymore. Number one, it was eating my battery big time, but number two, it was also violating my constitutional rights. (laughs) There's a reason I don't have iTunes. Like I do a bunch of shows that end up on iTunes, but I personally don't have iTunes just because they're like, hey, we're iTunes and we want to be your friend, but we also want to be in all your information and take over all your different devices and everything. We want to make sure you only use us at all times. Oh, yeah. But only because we're friends, guy. Come on, come on. Yeah, well, why do you need my microphone? 
<laughs> reasons. Um, That's why. But, but yeah, well, it, it's scary. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> well, perfect example, too. Another thing uh, right in the headlines right now after that big uh, terrorist shooting, the FBI wanted to get into those phones yes. of the perpetrators, right. and they went That's to right. Apple for help, and Apple was like, no. Yeah. We're not going to because it would be a massive breach of privacy and trust. And on one hand, I'm like, ah, good for you for standing up to the FBI, Apple. But then on the other hand, I'm like, wait, they don't want the FBI in because they're already using that information <laughs> and they're already in it. You're not really a saint here, Apple. So stop, you know. Well, here's, that's a good you know, question. Don't pat yourself on the back just yet. That's a good subject, actually. What do you think about that? Like, what do you think about the 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 FBI phone cracking issue? Because like. It was my understanding that they could do it anyway. They did end up doing it anyway. Right. And I understand they used like they used like Israeli tactics, which I thought was kind of interesting. Like there was it's, some it, like it's like a moot point now, but for a second there it was a hot topic. But yeah. it but it's but it like what's the like that's the question because it kind of links back to actually civil war and what they were talking about because it's like it is literally should we build in backdoor access and grant to the government based on just our blind trust in them? And sacrifice any kind of privacy. Liberty for safety. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I mean, Tim Cook, uh, the CEO of Apple, said that, you know, his biggest concern was we could make this skeleton key that would unlock, you know, hundreds of thousands or millions of devices. Yeah. And the problem is, it doesn't, it, it, that's scary to have something that powerful. Even if you put it in the hands of somebody you trust the most in the world, it can still be stolen. It can still because be taken. Exactly. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. And it's like, once we do this, once we fire this bullet, there's no taking it back. Yeah. Once it exists, it exists. Yeah, yeah and I think um, some people uh, on the other side were like, well, Apple can just, you know, write it down for this one instance. And then I believe what they actually said uh, was, oh, and then just throw the piece of paper away in the fireplace or whatever. It's as <laughs> that's if that's how, how it works. works. Yeah, because yeah. that's not, no. <laughs> John Oliver did a great bit on oh, this. Yeah. And that was And that was Absolutely. the joke from it where he's just like, you know, that's a bunch of people writing the laws on net privacy and net neutrality and everything no are older people who don't understand the internet or how technology works. Yeah, that's the most damning is the people who, yeah, the people who are, who are writing laws on information and technology, they have no fucking concept of what it is. Sure. These are people who can't program their VCRs. Which yeah. they shouldn't be able to do anyway because who knows how to, who knows how to do that? People, Nobody. you know. Nobody. I never knew how to program my VCR and that's obsolete. <laughs> so it, it just blinked 12 all the time. Yeah. That's all I needed to know. It's funny because this topic has been kind of retreading itself over the last decade and redefining itself and kind of getting more and more complicated and terrifying Mm -hmm. And it kind of makes me wonder, like, okay, so you're going to make this movie, Civil War, it's going to be based on, like, superhero accountability, which is not really that translatable to us, but mm -hmm. is it all going to be about that, or is it going to be, is there going to be a deeper issue at, at work here? Like, because yeah. I, I don't know if I can really, like, Scott, you were on Team Iron Man in the comics, I think that mm -hmm. I am more on Team Iron Man in the movies at this sure. point because because movie tony has more of a like a good play about you know well, uh accountability and everything he's more yeah. right in this yeah. case it's like no, no 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 these these monsters have power and they're just running around like legitimately like tony stark himself put on a suit of armor that he had orbiting the planet yeah. and broke a small country with it 
And, like, what are we going to do about that? <laughs> yeah, there needs to be some sort of regulation. Absolutely. Well, one of the interesting things they keep from both the book and now will be translating into the movie, but in a different way. Obviously, you know, one of the biggest acts of quote-unquote villainy from comic Tony, when he's like, I'm going to create a secret black ops prison in the negative zone and put yeah. everyone I don't like there. And now in the movie... He's creating. I, I'm going to assume it's the raft. I don't yeah. know if they've, yeah. oh, if they've said it is. I, yeah. And the a, raft is totally like an Abu Grave stand-in for uh, supervillains. We're going to create a secret off-the-books prison for supervillains. See, now it's funny. Mm -hmm. I I noticed that there was a scene in one of the trailers. I don't. Do you guys watch the trailers? I don't want to like give anything yeah, away. Yeah, but yeah, sure. There's there's a shot in one of the trailers where it's like underwater, and there's like a mm -hmm. little like it, it. It reminded me a little bit of the Pym prison where everyone's tiny. Mm. Oh, yeah. And I'm wondering if that's going to be in the play, where instead of them going to another dimension, like 42, it'll mm. more be that they're using Pym particles, and this will be how they pull Ant-Man in, sure. to shrink, uh, like, aggressors and put them into a, like, not only rob them of their constitutional rights, but also rob them of, like, their... Literally right making to, them feel smaller. Yeah, literally yeah. diminishing them to the point of insignificance. Like, wow. I wonder if that'll be a thing. That would be really kind of cool. Like it'll be That's a cool way to like to make it sci-fi, but also make it real in the Marvel and, universe. And to think they made it more terrifying in the comics with Pleasant Hill built on that idea. It's like, okay, well, what about instead of a secret Abu Ghraib prison, what we really have is a fake reality prison where everyone thinks it's like 1940s Pleasantville, <laughs> and we literally rewrite your criminal mind into thinking you're something you're That's not. That's messed up. Oh no. That's oh, very boy. messed up. Yeah. That's 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 dark. That's like, whoa. You know what bothered me? There's a there's an inconsistency in Civil War if you read Civil War alongside Frontline. Right. With the prison itself. If you look at Mark Miller's prison, it is pristine and very Steve Jobs. It's very clean yeah. and it's mm. it's very sterile. But it's then you look at Paul stuff. Jenkins' version and it's Guantanamo. Yeah. And you're like, this is not consistent. <laughs> Um, but I, I, I guess like at the end of the day, does it really matter? Like they're both prisons. You're both being taken away yeah. from your home planet or your yeah. home reality and forced without trial to be imprisoned. Like it's still that's kind of That's the other damning. big thing. That's, that's the home yeah. without trial at any time. Yeah, yeah, that's, I mean, and it's, it's one of those things again, where I feel like they, they painted Iron Man to be, to be the bad guy. Yeah. And especially in the movie, that's something that I'm really worried about is because, I mean, number one, the movie's called Captain America Civil yeah. War. So yeah. I feel like you already have a bias going into for it that you should be rooting for. Yeah. Um, but it, I mean, it, I really want people to walk out of the movie going, I don't know whose side I'm on. Oh yeah. I need to think about this for a bit. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I wonder if it's not necessarily about Steve Rogers, Captain America, but rather who might wind up being Captain America at the end. <laughs> that might be a thing. It, because that's another thing, too. You get the feeling that Bucky should honestly stand trial for all the crimes he committed yeah. as Winter Soldier. Yeah. But he's like, but but no, though, but but he's my buddy, though. That's like, that is so flimsy. That's like, I think the number one reason why I'm on Team Iron Man right now in the movies, because the trailer <laughs> is painting it so that Steve's like, no, 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 no. I know he's a good person, so it's cool. So it's fine. And you know yeah. what they're going to do, because I'm sure if you picked up from Winter Soldier, they seek to imply in Winter Soldier that Bucky had a hand in the murder of the Starks. So. Oh, he killed them. Right. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Straight up like, murdered them. 
it's like right there in the paper that yeah. Zola shows, and so you know that's going to be a major thing. Like, oh, oh, he's your, oh, he was your friend from when you were kids. You yeah. built pillow forts. Well, he murdered my parents. Yeah. So what do you want? Also, and then like, tried to kill me. Yeah, yeah, you guys also like fought in like maybe eight months worth of a war, and you and I stopped an alien invasion one time. So just yeah. say if we're just, just stacking say. up like you know our chips here. I think I'm on. I think I should be really more on your team. Yeah, but you, but you invented a robot that tried to you know exterminate the world. You you basically only exist to clean up your own mess because all your villains just repurpose your own technology. I wonder if Ultron will be a thing. Like, if Ultron yeah. will be a thing where they're like, you did this, you and did you that. are yeah. responsible for it. Well, that's got to be the smoking gun for Team Cap. It's like, well, Ultron was your fault, dude. Mm-hmm. And I feel like maybe that's even where Tony comes in and is like, look, I know that this was my fault. This is why I'm on the side of, you know, we got to have some sort of registration in order because, you know... I didn't plan for this, so I just want to make sure this doesn't happen again. Yeah. We need checks and balances, and I especially need checks and balances. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's very aware of, of, of his downfall. Right. Yeah. I'm just so brilliant, I don't know what I'll do next. <laughs> you know, speaking of checks and balances, they, they never really got it to full fruition, but I know when Jim Gordon took over as Batman, it seemed like that was a place they were going to go where it's like, no, you know, I'm a vigilante, but I'm a vigilante who answers to a higher power. They didn't really do anything with it, but it was an interesting oh, idea. Then he immediately, re- like, re- rebelled against that higher power. Right away, yeah. They took away his his power, and he's like, no, I'm just going to take it anyway. And then just Taking my suit back. Then. Yeah, like, yeah. Okay. It's all, I mean, it goes back to that thing about, you know, I feel like it is almost a, a sense of power corrupting in that sense, where he's like, yeah. you know what? Never mind. I'm just going to be Batman. Jim Gordon, yeah. the ultimate company man, goes, no, I like being Batman. Give me my robot suit. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know, and I could, I could probably do a lot better job if I had, like, I don't know, a trust fund of billions of dollars and maybe a secret subterranean lair. I don't know. I'm thinking about a, a really British really butler. Cool. Yeah, maybe yeah. like yeah, maybe a servant to help me out every once in a while. Sure. Know, maybe like sure. three or four small children in bright costumes to follow me around. Yeah, they'll really distract the bad guys exactly. so that I can punch them. <laughs> They're moving targets, so <laughs> I can be safe. That was I by the way, nothing crystallized the Robin as a target more than Tiny Toon Adventures when uh Plucky dresses as uh Batman and Hampton the pig dressed as decoy. <laughs> who is in a Robin suit, but it's a literal target? I was like, oh my god, Robin is a target! And you know the criminals are like, well, if we can't kill this small child, then we're bad at our job. Yeah, yeah. I either, I either t- aim at the big yellow target on your armor-plated chest, or mm. the small, zippy, red target over there. It's amazing. Um, yeah, Batman really is accountable. I, I think we really should be talking about Batman and his accountability. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's funny that DC. I mean, I'm sure they have, but they haven't really done it as much as Marvel and like a, a hero accountability store. Like I'm sure they've touched on it multiple times in things. Yeah, sure. But they've yeah. never done like a Civil War thing where it's like you know should DC heroes be forced to it's, give their identities to Checkmate or whatever? It, well, mm-hmm. you know what's funny? I think it's just Marvel has a better name, and you can't. <laughs> that's what it is you can't do civil solid. war again you can't do uh, uh civil discourse yeah that's right <laughs> um so okay civil war 2 coming out this may i guess yeah. i know free comic book day has a, a civil war 2 prelude book which uh, apparently is really important because it tells you where everyone stands on the debate which is quite sure. interesting yes it does uh and it also highlights the new issue, which is Minority Report. And if you're not familiar with Minority mm. Report, it's a really underappreciated Steven Spielberg movie starring Tom Cruise in, uh, and uh, Max von Sydow. It's really cool. But no, it's also a Philip K. Dick uh, story that is about uh, surveillance and whether or not, like, 
there is a price like, to pay for yeah, and, and whether, crime. Yeah, like pre-punishment, whether you should punish people before they actually for crimes they crime. haven't committed. Exactly. Yet. Yeah. Now Which that I'm is very much on team. You can't punish someone for a crime they haven't committed, even if they had all the intent yeah. in the world. You can't I mean, punish them. Right yeah. Now. I mean, and, and this is what this is something that came up in, in Captain America: Winter Soldier too, with, with the helicarriers. Captain yes. and Nick Fury mm -hmm. had that great exchange about like, you know, I thought the punishment usually came after the crime. To which Fury responded. We can't afford to wait that long. Yeah, so, and we've created an algorithm. Yeah, that, you yeah. know, just, just by zeros and ones and how much of a threat someone is, and we'll have a floating death fortress that will assassinate you if we think Good you're luck. going to become even a if you have, Even if you haven't decided that you're going to commit a crime yet, <laughs> even if it's not consciously in your mind, we've predicted it in a way that, you know, we're just going to take you out just in case. Yeah, yeah. super advanced algorithm built by an immortal Nazi scientist. And That's it's right. funny, because with that in mind, I remember when Winter Soldier had had come out and it was really cool and it was great and everybody liked it and then they announced civil war and i said oh the best way to handle this is to have cap be on the opposite side that he was on in the comics where he's like no this is not the way to do it and iron man being all about the free market and being like free enterprise and having sure. literally been like no no no, no. like i uh, my money and authority my, my intellectual authority gives me all the right i need legitimately i, I will fly I, I, into I sovereign the nations Randian superman yeah i am exceptional so don't police me i was expecting that to be the case and it's funny how they kind of didn't they definitely didn't do that with this new movie that's coming out but in the comic <laughs> iron man has switched positions yeah he's on the side of liberty and security yeah, with civil war ii he's definitely been like i learned something from this experience Exactly, As he really exactly. should, because if he, he was, yeah. if oh he was still carrying the flag for the other team, it's like, did you not learn anything from the last Civil War? Yeah, but my question is, character development. Yeah. my question is, is that as relevant than the previous one? Because, like, pre-crime is a cool concept, and it kind of... But it's but, still science fiction. But it is really, like, you have to really boil it down to get to the real bones of the argument, which is, I guess, about surveillance, and like, well, mm -hmm. this person, and, and associations... Because yeah. and for me, like nothing is better than the drumhead episode of TNG. If you want to talk about associations and pre and and uh, prejudgment, but uh, sure, sure. but anyway, um, yeah. I mean, I I would agree that maybe it's not it's not as relevant as uh, as what the first Civil War book was. Yeah. Um, it, I'm trying to think of like an abstract way that it could relate. Right. Like maybe yeah, yeah. maybe they're saying like you know it, it's related to. Some other concept. I don't know. It's just it's I, difficult. I think to too that down. the pre-crime, like like the the person they're all going to be fighting over in Civil War II, is an inhuman whose power is he can see the future, and I guess right. he can see crimes before yes. they have. I wonder too because they've already said the Inhumans will play a major part in this event. If they'll work in some sort of profiling thing mm. in there too, and like the Inhumans will be a stand-in for that because that's a major issue going on in America right now. Right. And I sure, think it would be yeah. interesting to let the Inhumans be the center of that because more than the mutants the inhuman allegory is kind of like the immigrant where it's like we came from another place we're living in new york in our own tiny little community we try and go out to meet the rest of the world unfortunately there's evil inhumans who are kind of ruining it for everybody and every day we have to say no 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 that small group of inhumans yeah. does not <laughs> reflect the rest of Miss exactly. Marvel did that great, where she fights a villain and basically says it. Oh my God, you're making it worse for the rest of us. <laughs> Which is even better because she's, you know, a Muslim living in America, yeah. and that she's saying that about Inhumans is genius. Yeah.
Uh, so for me, the Inhumans are so unrelatable. Like I, I feel I'm like yeah, you, you're very much an anti-Inhumanite. Well, because like for me, I have to pull this South Park and be like, X Men did it. X Men did that already. They created M Town. They already did that. There was Ut- mm. there was Utopia. Mm. We already had that. Uh, Genosha. We the X Men did it already. Blown up now. Because like mm. it's so weird. And this is just a digression about the Inhumans, really quick. But like the they're still doing that thing where like there's a cloud of Terragenesis like just floating across the world. The how not real is that? And how like jarring unrealistic and how like outpulling is it for the reader like oh yeah no we have a thing like that that exists in the world where it like transforms people into cocoons mm-hmm. like I-, I am so sick of these gremlins getting the center stage of uh, of, of, of comics that like because it's just an x-men issue and just all right well all right you want you want to push your your inhumans and you want to make iron man fight not Captain America again. Fine. Like, well, it's it's it's. I guarantee it's solely because Marvel Studios doesn't have. Any it's sort literally of because they don't have yeah, X Men. It's literally that. Yeah, we're making lemons out of the Inhuman lemonade. Is what I we're mean. Doing. Like, and if you got to do it, I get it. And it's it's a neat idea. The idea that like, oh, someone's literal power is he can see, like he can see upcoming Marvel events, and should they get in the way of them. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And, and I guess the biggest, I mean, if, if we take this to the broadest, most abstract level, I think what it's really representing is the idea of, like, free will versus determinism. Right. Whether or not, whether or not if, if this inhuman can predict the future, is there any way that we can change that, or is it set in stone? Is, right. is it Terminator rules, or is it back to the future well, rules? Is it Terminator right. rules, or is it Terminator 2 rules? Ah. <laughs> Because Terminator Two, Terminator Two is my favorite, my favorite time travel movie. In that they're mm-hmm. like, no, there is no like I re- like even if I know I have empirical evidence that proves that time is cyclical and there is so and there is fate. Mm-hmm. I as a human reject it outright and de- and declare that there is no fate but what we make for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. It's I, a I nice hope message get... that the future sequels totally dump all. Oh, over. literally three yeah. is like never mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did we say that? Because what we really meant to say was Judgment Day is inevitable. Because well, if Judgment Day is preventable, then we can't make mi- like million dollar movies about mm-hmm. robots in the future. True. But clearly, based on the box office revenue for those movies, uh, they shouldn't be anyway because nobody cares. Uh, but yeah, self determination is a really cool concept. It's a great I mean, theme. Is it yeah. a theme that you can make a summer blockbuster comic book? story out of that has legs no i don't know i mean it depends i mean i feel like people nowadays are um maybe we want more substance with with the stories that we're getting you know instead of having another world ending catastrophe or or substance with our flash is what you're saying yeah exactly it's we can have these great epic heroes fighting in awesome battles but the at the end of the day they're literally just fighting over what like a a philosophy yeah yeah. well and i I think think i think it's interesting i don't know if they could pull it off in a way that's going to make it interesting to other people but we'll see well it's funny because civil war was the first was one of the first ones to kind of really in recent memory old mm-hmm. school fans um but in recent memory to kind of take them the, the comic book event and turn it into a social issue yeah and make every event kind of about an ideology like secret invasion is a cold war story yeah. or an immigrant story and like siege is about like uh, imperialism and you know and an uh, invasion gone horribly wrong yeah world war hulk is about accountability and yeah. and, and, and you know being how culpable reaping, for your actions reaping what you sow reaping what you sow Ooh. like these are big ideas in what is essentially a superhero slap fight and i wonder if we're kind of 
I don't think we're done with them. I think that that's like that's kind of cool. Like I think that's really awesome for the for comic books for, com- e- for the comic even industry. Pleasant Hill right now, like we Pleasant said, Hill. is you yeah. know is t- touching on a bunch of issues right now. Like Rick Jones is Edward Snowden in that story. He's a big governmental whistleblower who has been turned into an enemy of the state. Maria Hill is abusing her own power for yeah. reasons we're not exactly sure yet at the moment. And le- and like we said, you know, Pleasant Hill is just Guantanamo meets Pleasantville. Yeah, yeah. Like what if we treat them nicely though <laughs> yeah it's the opposite where it's like what if we did the other thing you know what if like a horrible conditions what if we just changed who they were would that be okay yeah uh i by the way why is pleasant hill not like an event like all the other ones why is pleasant hill an event in which we started with like a welcome to pleasant hill then mm-hmm. we had like avengers standoff one. alpha and we have yeah. another issue and then the new captain america book which was actually a chapter in that epic or in that story. But only the Nick Spencer ones are the must-reads. All the other ones add interesting sides. Right. To it. But it's weird that they didn't just make it like Pleasant Hill number one, and, two, and three, And it's funny, four. too. A, a lot of these new tie-in issues to that are clearly segmented. Where it's like, okay, here's the story for those of you who have been reading it, and here's the tie-in part. Right. They're connected enough, but mm-hmm. you won't be disappointed if you only yeah. read for one or it the just, other. It doesn't right. feel like a standard Marvel event. Even they're though... trying something new with it, and I appreciate that they're trying something different with it. It's like okay, this won't take over every issue. Oh no, that's great! Like I don't want to see a, a damn yeah. yeah, I don't want to see a damn like yellow sign over every issue of every book mm-hmm. that I normally buy. <laughs> but uh, but at the same time, I think that I I I feel like it would hurt sales because it's like I don't know what issue to buy. Like I thought mm-hmm. I missed it because I couldn't find the Pleasant Hill logo anywhere. Number two, yeah, yeah. But uh, but anyway, that's just a thing. Like it's just another. Just another nitpick, but uh, yeah. but yeah, like my another question that I have about Civil War Two is like because the idea we're kind of moving away from the contemporary issue, like the actual like thematic element. Yeah. I wonder if it will if it will be remembered. Like I wonder if it will survive. Like, or if it will seem like just man, we really needed something to tie into this new yeah. Movie. Yeah, I mean, because the first Civil War book was very recent in terms of comic books, and it still became a very iconic event. Yeah, it's one of those like standby trades where it doesn't matter what bookstore you go to, they'll probably have a trade of Civil War. Oh, it's even not like that's it's a book that non-comics readers are brought into. It's a book that Mm -hmm. literally it came out, and then ten years later they made a movie about it. Like it's it's that much of a of an icon. Uh, in terms of comics, and then they're like, "Oh, in Civil War Two, and and Bendis yeah. claims that it's not just a cash grab. It it legitimately earns the name Civil War Two. Come but, on, yeah, come I on. remember. I think way back then, way back in the day when they announced Civil War Two, I think it was you, Sal, that tweeted something like, "What a creatively bankrupt idea." <laughs> I did say that, <laughs> and at the time, it sure felt like it. it I mean, yeah. come on, because you you can't just say. You know, this May, Civil War Two. That's that's and expect everyone to stand up and cheer. (laughs) It's like coming this year to uh, to kill a mockingbird too. They did that, and it was awful. (laughs) Oh yeah, they did too, didn't they? (laughs) Yes, and they and they wrote and this poor woman wrote this like piece of Americana, and then like ah. No, that no. Let's not talk about To Kill a Mockingbird. That's a whole I, other. I have episode. literally taught To Kill a Mockingbird f- to multiple classes over my That's over my ca- teaching mm-hmm. career, and it means a lot to me. And it makes me frustrated that the. I mean, like, really mm-hmm. quick aside about To Kill a Mockingbird, the estate that took over after Harper Lee died, uh, they are now making the like dirt cheap copies 
unavailable. They're like, oh. we're not making those anymore. The oh. dirt cheap copies that they used to just, they, they, they didn't, they didn't give them, but they practically gave them away to schools. The one that you remember where like it had duct tape yeah. on it because yeah. they've taught it for 30 years. Yeah. They're not making those anymore. Oh, that's unfortunate. You no, know, because you got to buy the $13 copy. Of course. Man, you. we, Man, we, we touched a literary nerve there with Sal. Yeah, well, it's, his, it's his an important work. Coming out. It's an important work. She just died, and her estate has been proving what 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 scumbags they are. And it's like, yeah. it's an important work that because public schools are cheap and need to be, but also kind of are. Uh, what will be the result of a more expensive To Kill a Mockingbird? Will it be that they will like tighten their bootstraps and make it available, or will it or be will more like it'll be lost? Yeah. yeah, will it be lost to time? Like, that's that sucks. Anyway. Civil War, <laughs> <Civil> War too. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so yeah, the, the question is, will it, will it be remembered? Will it survive? Yeah. I don't know. I, that's I, a I, tough question. Yeah, I guess to another interesting topic to get everyone's feel on it. I guess because yeah, yeah. now we know who's going to be on whose team. Right. Should we talk a little about that? Obviously, uh, Iron Man Team Pro. Let's not see the future. Let's not do stuff like that. He has Sam Wilson, Captain America, on his team, who's obviously been shown to be very anti-Shield and anti-authority at the moment. Yeah, sure. Daredevil is on his team, which is ironic because if you'll remember during the original Civil War. Uh, Daredevil had that great bit where he's being carted off to the prison and he's like, oh, sorry, I didn't have your seven pieces of silver, was, you that's shoot right. I think oh, that was man. so, I think that was kind of too on the nose. I like Also, that. that was Danny Rand as Daredevil. Oh, yeah, that's right, it was Like, Matt, like people keep attributing that to Matt Murdock. I want there to be an issue of Daredevil where he's like, that wasn't me! That great line wasn't me. <laughs> I was in jail at the time. That's right, he was Devil in Cell Block. Yeah, dude. but uh, I think that was too on the nose. I, I mm. like he because he the line was now you only have like thirty one now you only need thirty one pieces of silver, Judas. I'm like, come on, like we get it. You don't need to just one or the other. You either call them Judas or you say the silver pieces. You don't do both. We get it. We're not stupid. <laughs> uh, Black Panther is also on his yes. team. No, okay. Uh, Black Widow is on his team. Deadpool is on his team, which that makes me feel like Deadpool's got to go somewhere because he's really popular these yeah. days. Yeah. Star-Lord is weirdly on their team, so that means the Guardians are going to be getting involved on this issue. That's okay. Popular movie. Got to put Star-Lord yep, in there. That's that, what it is. This seems to be one of those things where Star-Lord's like, mm, this is too hot button an issue for me. I'm going back to space. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hope fun, so. Earth jerks. Yeah, Earth jerks. Um... We we talked about how Spider Man's gonna be on the wrong side again. I know, right? It's like, oh man, you think he would have learned a little something? It's weird because like the, now the he's quote a, unquote yeah. wrong side. I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny because this one again, it's like no every every piece of fiction that is has talked about pre crime mm -hmm. prove like says that it's, it's bad. bad. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of the science fiction thing. Also, Medusa is going to be on Captain Marvel's team, which means the Inhumans are going to be on that thing. We, we see no mutants in any of the other stuff, which makes me wonder. And I know one of the Civil War times is going to be X-Men. Yeah, they are doing the crossover uh, naturally. So can we assume that means the X-Men are, 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 are against it, not for it? I, it'd be funny if they were like, if they went to the school and they're like, how many of you have this ability? And yeah. like, three of them are like, <laughs> me... <laughs> <laughs> Who can kind of see the future? Uh, I can kind of little see Billy it. in the corner. Yeah, <laughs> I've been able here. to see it for a few months now. I'm but sorry. No one took me seriously, because I'm not an inhuman. 
Yeah, no one listened to me because I can I'm... only see petty crimes. I can't see anything. <laughs> yeah, anything yeah, major. Really. I don't kill. I don't see Thanos, but I do yeah. see like Stiltman. War Machine is instant, interestingly enough on her team, but if you've been reading the Iron Man book, that might not actually be Rhodey by the time we get there. They seem to be maybe going to be giving us a new War Machine at some point. I can say uh, I can say with authority that Rhodey is in Civil War too because he's okay. going to be in the movie. But like, yeah. <laughs> but maybe there'll be more War Machines because like it's funny in the trailer. You know, they have that shot of War Machine, like, on the ground and Stark holding him. And, and then later they have, like, the airplane scene or the airport scene. Yeah. There's another, like, it's War Machine, but he has a different helmet. And you're like, mm. ooh, is he, is he in, like, an exosuit? Is he in, like, a, like a life support machine? Or is right, it a different right. War Machine? I don't know. But Sh I know that Rhodey is automated the War Machine. There you go. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> he, like, uh, it's like a neutered Ultron. Stark's like, yeah. look what you made what me do! Oh. What did you make me do this? This isn't my fault. You oh, all pushed me to do this. That would be nuts. That'd be fit. James uh, Spader comes back to voice oh, it. That'd be kind of cool. cool. Did anybody else just feel like the, the Ultron character was just Joss Whedon? Yeah, kind of a little bit. Like, just yeah. pitch that theory many a times that a lot of what Ultron was railing against is what uh, Whedon, Joss Whedon was, was complaining railing. about during his during his tenure there. That'd be kind of fun. I would love to see the Russo brothers handling Ultron at that time, like being like, "Yeah, yeah, shut up, Ultron." It's, it's funny too that She-Hulk is also on Team Captain Marvel Authority because she was on Tony's team back in the day. Yeah. She's so happy-go-lucky, She-Hulk, and yet she always backs the Authority play every time. Maybe that's because yeah. she is out in her own identity and like, who's who's gonna mess with the She-Hulk? Nobody. That's right? True. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Maybe know. it's all about like the yeah, like the context for di the different people. Like, you know, it's it's like a. a Having a, a character who doesn't understand what everybody else is going through necessarily. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's Also, both teams have a lawyer, which is interesting. Yeah. Uh, have cool. one side. So I, I would love Just to settle see it in the court. Yeah, yeah like really argue cool. the legality of this and actually be able to say, cite precedent and everything. And, you know, Daredevil will be like, well, in no law written can we arrest someone for a crime they didn't commit. And she holds like, well, we can change that law, though. I kind of yeah, really want to see that. Like, I kind of want to see, like, Walters and Murdoch battles like civil war two in the courts yeah. like out it's, of it's like everyone is fighting all around them but they're just in the middle of the field just yelling at each other about legal precedent that'd be really cool i'd be totally that'd on board be for really that. fun <laughs> um yeah any other I, any any other dark horses in that team uh well cap and winter soldier are on team authority yeah interesting. but sam is on the other team right uh they kind of teased in the new uh, Sam Wilson Captain America number seven that uh, there, like, that there's many Captain Americas that, like, you know, Sam, Bucky, there's and going Steve to be are now. all Captain America. Do you think that? Uh, do you think they're going to turn Winter Soldier into Captain America? Because like. This man on the wall thing didn't really work out. No, it didn't. We've well, we've already seen like a new issue that's coming out. Like I think it's the next one where it's just all three of them dressed up as Captain America going on. Is Bucky events. wearing the old Bucky suit, like the the he like the, the the Alex Ross suit with the he gun? He sure is. Okay, that's cool. Interesting. That's a, that's a question that I have for you guys, just because yeah. I, I, it it came across my mind earlier and I didn't really get to explore it very much, but. 
multiple Captain Americas. They made a comment in the book where they're like, you know, we're all Captain America. And I remember somebody in, in one of our earlier conversations uh, saying something like, well, well, I'm glad to see that there are multiple Captain Americas. Is that, an, is, is that a thing? Should we have multiple Captain Americas that all represent I mean, different ap- aspects of America? There's no one true American dream for any one person. Uh, yeah. e- even for me as a Canadian, the American dream is something <laughs> much different. Yeah. So yeah, why not yeah. have a Captain America who's pro-authority, anti-authority, and then have Bucky who's somewhere we're in the middle. Yeah, I mean, that's not necessarily a bad idea. It, it, it would get, it would give it would almost like a, a multiple choice to be like, that's my America. Right? That guy. <laughs> because how often did you see people in the Sam book who's not my Captain America, I yep. didn't vote for? It's to the point where Sam's almost like, oh my God, you people. <laughs> you no, people. I love that. I mean, that was one of my favorite things with the uh, uh, Ant Man book where he's like, uh, you're not really Captain America. <laughs> And because Nick Spencer writes that book, it was Nick Spencer tagging himself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's pretty funny. That I guess that funny. is a cool idea that there there are different Captain Americas for different like represent representatives of America. But doesn't yeah. doesn't that then open the door for you to have to have like immigrant Captain America and like conservative Captain America? Yeah, and, I like, mean that's uh, the future the, of Marvel. They, right they there. have them, the grand team dictator. Of Captain America. Is yeah. that what it is? Like, we'll have a oh didn't I say like we'll have a Captain Americor of like yeah. <laughs> but they would that. never work together. <laughs> That's, that, that's fine. Newt can it would come just in be and them be debating. the voice of conservative yeah, Captain just, America. He yeah. has the flag on his face. They, that's right. Oh man. Oh my God. <laughs> that would be okay. Now if they if they like if they did that and then like Patriots like I'm also Cat or well yep. Nuke is like I'm also Captain America. <laughs> yeah. Right. And he has like the and he has, oh my God. He's we, the wild card. Just he no puts boy. on the uh, oh, no. the 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 Confederate flag and he's like I'm the real Captain America. Oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> it's like, I'm gonna make Captain America great again. Oh my oh, no. God. Yeah. Oh, come on. That's you, a book. You knew <laughs> a you know a writer couldn't resist that one. Oh no, that's that's gonna happen. Yeah. Ian McKee just reminded me of U.S. Agent. What about him? Where is he? Do- mm-hmm. Last time I saw him was in Civil War, like in one of the tie-ins after uh, after it was all over. Where's Nomad? Where's Where's the kid that Captain America raised from another universe? He could be a Captain America. Yeah, we literally have just- five Captain Americas. We did, we gotta get like a like a Spider Verse event for Captain America, so, uh, so we can get all of the other versions like Cap Wolf. We gotta oh, get yes. in here. Oh <laughs> yes, America Chavez, who in the future Ooh. we see becomes Captain, becomes a woman Captain. Oh, America. the MC Two American Dream Captain America. Mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. the female Captain America who exists right now in the Spider Gwen universe, whose yeah. son is her oh, Falcon, yeah. which I think is cool. The uh, the the African American young ca- young Avengers Captain America. Oh sure. yes, who's yeah? We were trying to figure out him last week. Yeah, Patriot. We were, uh, Patriot, yeah, yeah. And and his grandfather Isaiah Bradley, who was yeah, also cool. right. That's yeah, right. old Captain America. Oh, man, there's so many Captain Americas. There's a Captain America for everybody. Everybody. Man, the more the more we think about this, the more like bankable an idea I think this is. Yeah, this is. <laughs> yep, Marvel's like, thank you. <laughs> Marvel just sitting back. It's like, hey, we know what the next event is. Capverse. <laughs> oh boy. Um, but yeah, so all right, uh, we're we're getting towards the hour, so I wanted to uh, just toss it out there, gentlemen. Is there any kind of element that you have that we just didn't have a chance to cover from the Civil War thematic elements that we that you, that you wanted to like get out there and talk about? Hmm. Like, I, think we, I think we did a pretty good job at covering a lot of stuff. I think so. We we we, yeah. we kind of went over uh, we kind of went over uh, many different places. We didn't really answer yeah. any questions, but that's the yeah. that's the point of the debate is just to ask the questions exactly. And, exactly. and and you answer the questions at home. And so and, and, and the ultimate thing from Civil right. War that even when that comic was done, it's like hey, oh, it, it didn't still, end. <laughs> it, it, it didn't. The debate still rages on, and in fact, they lived with the fallout of Civil War for many many years, lived, right up until. 
Right up until World War Hulk, when they all basically get to put everything aside and team up again to fight the Hulk. Right. They literally kept C Civil War going. If you want to get technical, to the beginning or to the beginning of Secret Wars, mm -hmm. when uh, mm -hmm. Cap and Cap and uh, Iron Man literally fight each other as the world burns. They even did a Civil War tie-in. Did you guys read That's the right. Secret Wars Civil War tie-in? That was Civil better Wars. than the original. Se <laughs> I think that was better than the old Civil War. <laughs> It was, it was a fun story for sure that's like, hey, what if the Civil yeah. War never stopped and then they snuck a little Secret Wars in there at the very end. That was end. cool. Yeah, right. they were like, don't don't worry, don't worry about that. Yeah, yeah that was a really cool people, story. The only real villain is shape-shifting green alien. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the real, the real villain is like your own like Prejudice. myopic viewpoint. Yeah, yeah. it's true. Yeah. It, no one talked to each other in that story. They just fought. They could never see it from the other guy's point of view. Yep. Even when they said they could, like they were lying to themselves about it. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's that's cool. That's Although, true. interestingly, that story opened with them ready to do peace. They were ready right. to shake hands and have a peace talk. It was only then that it blew up and flared yeah. up again. Yeah, that's that true. was a cool idea. Sure. I don't know. I, I, it, 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 Civil War Two has a lot of work to do. It yeah. does. It is a lot. It, it is an uphill battle. It's mm -hmm. gonna. It's gonna be not only fighting its own. You know past and its own yeah. lineage but it's also going to be fighting against the movie and and yep. what that's going to be talking about it's going to be a crazy it's going to be a crazy book i know that it's uh i mean david marquez does a draws a great picture he uh, sure does bendis didn't really get to write the core civil war he didn't even write the tie-in civil war he no, wrote like no, he, he wrote he wrote like bookends and he kind of implied it and he like laid the groundwork and he kept it going afterwards but he never wrote a, a core civil war title and i think bendis is capable of doing it i think he'll well, i think you know, cool there's story. the thing we haven't talked about i know one of the issues many people have with the original civil war is mark millar's style of writing and that is everyone is very blunt and very angry all the time yeah, i don't a lot like of people think i'm not a huge mark miller fan but uh, here's how I feel about Miller. I like his movies better when he works with uh, with what's his name? Uh, what's his name? Oh, I'm drawing a blank here. Is that the guy oh, from he, the Kingsman? He's well, yeah, Kingsman and Kick Ass and all those movies. Yeah. Where he, is that Brian? Is uh, that Michael? Michael? Uh, I don't know. Something Vaughn. I yeah, want to say. Vaughn. Yeah. 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 When he works with him, Matthew I Vaughn. Think that, that guy's optimism paired with Millar's cynicism, when they mm -hmm. work together, they actually make magic. I think when they come because <laughs> yeah. they balance each other out in that's a really meaningful way. Well, that's yeah. that. It's funny. That's that's how I think real creativity comes. It, it comes from adversity and it comes from challenging. You, not, yeah. like you don't always get the greatest things in a vacuum. You know. It's mm -hmm. true. But, uh, and, when, and when everyone's just saying yes to you, you get the Star Wars prequel. You get Star that's Wars. Exactly and, right. You get Star Wars. You get Dark Knight Strikes again. <laughs> yeah, you you need someone to check your creativity sometimes. That's right. Uh, chickety, check yourselves before you wreck yourselves, ladies and gentlemen. The uh, lesson of today's episode Order. of Elseworlds Exchange. Right. I want to thank my special guest, Scott, and of course my co-host, Joel, for being here. Uh, if you are watching this episode live, we'll be uh, rebroadcasting this episode on Friday. We're going to release it then. Uh, if you're watching this in the uh, in the past or in the future, uh, you know, check us out. And uh, gentlemen, what do you have coming up that you want to uh, talk about and you're excited about and sharing with the uh, with the audience today? Oh uh, yeah. Um, so, uh, coincidentally, on the Civil War talk, I recently did a podcast with uh, author and professor, psycho or philosophy professor Mark D. White. Yes. Uh, it, which is super interesting. He wrote a book uh, coming out called. It might actually already be out. 
called A Philosopher Reads Marvel Comics Civil War. Oh, And nice. we just chat for an hour about Iron Man, Captain America, and Spider-Man, and, th- and the philosophy of, like, utilitarianism and deontology and virtue ethics, and it's super, super interesting. Yeah, that sounds um, like a hell of a listen. I literally listened to it yesterday. Really it is spectacular. Give it a listen. It's on your Absolutely. SoundCloud. Yep, SoundCloud and iTunes. It's the, it's the Nerd Sync podcast. Nice. I will put a link to that in the description below this video. So mm. check it out. Joel, what's happening, man? Uh, well, mo- moments before we started, I finished my review of Black Panther number one from uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates. Yet, yet again, another like literary man, a journalist for The Atlantic and everything, a man who wrote books before writing comics. And I, I won't spoil <laughs> my whole review. It'll probably be going up as soon as I'm done here. But man, what a literary comic that was. Like He just uses words and descriptors where it's like, this feels fresh and new for me for comics. Yeah. That's, I think Fantastic. that book is going to be something special. I really do. That's really uh, cool. He, he's a guy who pulls upon a lot of his experience writing about the state of Africa to write about the state of the very fictional Wakanda. <laughs> and I think I like that's it. cool. Like There's a lot of rip from the headline stuff Good. going on there. Uh, check that out. Uh, it's Wednesday, which means a uh, new episode of the Comic Multiverse. That's the show I do with Matt is up. You can listen to that. Uh, I hit 5K just recently in subs for uh, for me going solo. Ooh, congratulations. For the last of Thank yes, you. So I'll, pro- so I'll have a little video on that in the near future. And I'll, I should also probably do my Justice League versus Teen Titans review. People mm-hmm. keep asking me for that. So that'll be up in the future. Lots of yes, good stuff. Lots, lots of good stuff, stuff from Cape Joel. Yeah. Uh, we launched a new show called Comic Fights where we do a little debate. Uh, we don't answer the question, but Tiffany moderates it and, uh, and and determines a winner. But you can continue the debate in the comments below that episode. It's a lot of fun. New one's coming out. It's going to be whether uh, which one was more uh, socially relevant, uh, Death of Superman or Batman's Breaking the Back uh, on, from Nightfall. Um, this week we are releasing Zero Hour on Back Issues and uh, the following week we'll be doing JLA Tower of Babel. So nice. uh, stay tuned for that. And we'll see you guys next time. Another episode of Elseworlds Exchange. Scott, great job, man. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me. This was a pleasure. lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully we'll see you next time. We'll see you in another episode. Absolutely. And uh, from that, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks so much for watching. Bye-bye.